y'all. Alan here. And today, it's just me again. So you know what that means. It's Alan time. We're going to have another Just Me episode today, and I am so excited to be able to share this time with you guys. I've got an awesome topic that I really want to talk to you all about today, and I am super excited to get into it. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and it's come up in my games recently, and what I want to talk to you guys about today is DM or character pivot. And what I mean by that is, like, it's a term that I use myself for a couple different things, right? When I find myself doing a encounter that I don't like, or when I find my characters doing something that I'm not appreciating and I kind of want to move away from, well, I can oftentimes find myself changing the core of certain things, whether it be an encounter for a DM or a, a character flaw and changing those pretty drastically. Um, But first, let's be really honest with ourselves. Making mistakes as a DM or a character, those are okay, right? And I would even say probably wholly necessary because how do we grow unless we make mistakes, right? And to be clear, I'll start with talking about DMs. Making mistakes as a DM is expected right? Because we're not all perfect. No one can come to the table completely prepared for every scenario every time, unless you are running a very railroady campaign, which if you enjoy that, that's totally fine. But that feels like it would be very difficult to allow the wideness of um, player agency to take hold in that game, which I guess is another problem all in its own. But Keep in mind, being a DM is hard. You have to keep a lot of things in mind. So when you make a mistake, I mean, everybody kind of gets it. Just own up to it, talk about it, or see if you can find a way to change it. it. I'm gonna give you guys an example uh, really quick here, but have you guys ever had an encounter that just sucked? (laughs) Like DMs, You walk into this encounter, you prep for it, and you say, all right, this is going to be awesome. I'm really excited for you to be able to do this, guys. Here it is. And then your players just kind of look at it, and they're like, ah, yeah, that's, that's that's an encounter, all right. And you're like, but this is why it's cool. And they kind of stare at you a little bit more. And you're like, oh, shit. I think I created something that wasn't as fun as I was hoping it to be. (laughs) And that's okay, right? Like, we all make that mistake. Sometimes you just got to figure out how to change from it, right? I'll tell you an example of something that happened to me recently. I spent a ton of time working on this one encounter for my players. I was so, so proud of it. Um, I had this entire maze that was set up so that they could go through and... Well, let me give you some backstory on it. So you would walk into this big, wide, open pit, and standing in front of the players would be this large stone monolith that inset had something that was almost like a stone tablet, but it had a 5 by 5 grid on it. This stone tablet could be removed from the obelisk, and you were also given one tile. Now, this tile had a couple different um, paths on it, but it was pretty obvious that this was like a small piece of a dungeon. And as you slotted it in to 
the uh, the tablet, all of a sudden the tile would magically apparate and monsters would be in the tile. And as you defeated these monsters and you found uh, a chest in this, uh, in this, sorry, in, in, in the void in front of everybody, this pit, there would be an actual like life-size version of the tile. And then the monsters would appear in the life-size version of the tile. That was not very clear. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, but nonetheless, the life-size version would then be able to have the players walk through it and they'd be able to traverse this tile as if it were a larger form of the one that they put into the tablet. So they'd be able to find chests in this larger version of that tile and they would find more tiles and they'd be able to build a dungeon for themselves as they go go along, fighting more monsters and possibly talking to great beings that might want to test them in more mental ways, um, teleporting through different teleporters that would link one tile to another, things like that. And I was really happy about it. And I just got to doing it and it was a grind, man. I was not happy with it. I was I was kind of in the middle of it and I was like, man, I just feel like I keep throwing the same stuff at them over and over again. And I mean, of course the monsters were different and the spells were different that like they could get as prize as the spell scrolls were, but it just wasn't right. It just didn't have that feeling that I wanted. I felt so excited about this, but maybe it was more exciting for me to write than it was for them to actually go through and sometimes it works out like that sometimes that happens and it's just oh well you know you can't really fix too much about that but you move forward right and this is where the dm pivot comes in originally the very end of this entire dungeon was going to be helmed by a beholder right? You were going to have a beholder at the end of this and they were going to fight it. I even put some basilisks at the beginning of the dungeon so that they could have some basilisk blood to, you know, stop the petrification if they got petrified. Um, if any of my players are listening right now, sorry, that's no longer the case. So you're going to have to deal with that. On the bright side, you do have basilisk blood, which you might be able to use for um some other nefarious plot. So, yeah, but what happened was I changed the course of this. I moved an encounter that I expected to happen later, a little earlier, and I morphed it into this, and I all of a sudden brought in a uh, a set of Githyanki that were riding on a dragon that broke into this area where they were doing this maze, and all of a sudden, the players had now also built their own battle map, right? Because they had been putting all these tiles into place. And so now it became more interesting because of that. And they seemed to enjoy that way more when their choices had had impacts on the fight and things of the sort. Um, and, you know, that may not be an incredible turnaround. It might just be enough of a turnaround. But that's okay, right? We want to find ways that we can just make things more interesting because ultimately at the end of the day, we're all here to play D&D to have fun, right? So if you're not having fun, then like, you know, change stuff up, you know? If, if you have an entire encounter set out and you're upset with how it's going, stop having that encounter. Maybe take a little bit of a break during or between or between sessions and 
write something new, write new implications, maybe write new things that can be found in the encounter to link back to a backstory or to the current quest at hand. That's all incredibly useful. And I think that that can be really valuable to kind of keeping a cohesive story, you know, checking yourself every now and then when that kind of stuff happens, and also trying to look for those connections that you can add in those stories. Sometimes I will find myself getting completely lost in trying to write things that I think are cool, and then remember, ah, wait, there's way more people playing in this game than me. And I really need to check myself sometimes because I love my players and they're amazing. Um, but I need to make sure and double check that even the things that I think are cool are also cool for them, right? So I would say that that is a, an example of DM Pivot that I've used recently. And I think DM Pivot is awesome when used in doses, of course, because if you kind of sacrifice the entirety of a story for DM Pivot because you kind of just keep veering around and not letting the players really latch into anything, that can be a problem too. I've heard nightmare stories of people just going with the wind and every time that they found something new and interesting, they would basically throw away all of their other stuff and then start to make a new campaign around what they were pivoting towards. And that can be really jarring for players. But if you can keep it all within the same story and give players something more interesting, that is great DM pivot because... Yeah, like I said, you want to really have fun. And if you can pivot to a new thing that makes it more fun, then you should do that. Um, I'm also going to talk a little bit about character pivot. Um, because, as you all know, I'm not just a player, or not just a GM, I'm also a player. And uh, I think it's super valuable to look at a character and say, this is awesome, I love it. And then... When you get into a game and it just is, it abrades against the other characters, like, man, that sucks. But you know what sucks worse? Sticking to the original concept and not taking a hint from the rest of the players. Because if I really want to play a gritty character, that's fine, but I have to have buy-in from everyone else. This goes back to us talking about Session Zero, right? One time I had this very intense uh, uh, human cleric who was incredibly quiet and um, very, very soft-spoken when he was talked to. And then all of a sudden I got into this one-shot game and everybody else was just goofing off and being silly. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I will be silly then. And so then I would go in and just goof with them. And you know what? I had more fun that way. Sometimes you walk into a D&D session expecting it to be intense. And sometimes you just got to go with the flow, right? Character pivot's fine um, in that in that aspect. I think that if it breaks your heart to have that kind of character get kind of mangled that way, I think, first of all, that's a sign that you care a lot about this character, right? And second of all, Maybe that's something to talk to everybody else about. Say, hey, I'm really interested in doing this. Is this something that everybody else would be up to? I think oftentimes I've talked about talking to the DM, but just as well, I mean, everybody else there has to be able to give your character that agency space. And if you want to pivot away and go towards something more jovial or serious, depending on the perspective that you started from, then 
that's something that you can definitely do. But if you really want to stick to it, I would say either have a conversation or even character pivot can sometimes look like making a new character, you know, and saving that other one for another day, you know. Um, I've also had character pivot where I will play a certain character and I will just not like some of the ways that they interact with people. I will have a character who will go through and just like the first time they see a bugbear, they will slice them in half. And then the other characters will be like, hey, why'd you do that? That seems kind of ridiculous. And then they will have to look at themselves and be like, wow, that was really awful of me. Maybe I should change. <laughs> and that kind of character pivot is often um, plot driven, but it's great in and of itself too. I think that that type of stuff can be really valuable to trying to find an awesome character arc too. Don't allow your, or don't be afraid to allow your characters to grow. Sometimes character pivot looks like character growth. And I mean, we've all had that rogue or bard in our party at one time that basically tries to seduce people and stab them and steal from them. And that's like their three main qualities. Those people that never grow, that never have a cool character arc or never like try and change themselves. That's boring, man. I hate that. It's so annoying. Oh my gosh. I will get to a certain point and I will be like, man, like, I've, like, my character has talked to you about this a couple times. Like, does it matter? I don't know what's going on here. And it will be so frustrating to watch them just come to the table, roll the dice, do nothing, and just play, um, you know, the mess em up character. And that can be super frustrating. And people who aren't aware, like, aware or understanding of uh, character pivot can sometimes ruin the game for people. So... With all of that said, um, I really want to talk about one other thing here. And I'm sorry if this episode's super short, but that's just how it's going to be, guys. Alan can only talk for so long without feeling weirded out that he's in a room in his house all alone talking into a microphone. But I want to be like super clear. Sometimes pivot in a lot in a lot of senses can cheapen things uh, i want to go back to the point where i talked about the dms kind of rolling over story just to try and pivot to something new that sucks but as well as a player when your dm pivots it feels really really bad to feel like you've got a great grasp of the situation and then feel like your DM has retconned other things into it. I want to be super clear. When I say DM pivot, I don't mean DM retcon. Like, sometimes it's okay to say, oh, guys, I messed something up. Is it okay if you go back and you and, and we do this? And if your players are like, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Like, one time I forgot the... I, I wrote down in my notes, I said, these two characters speak with English accents. And then I forgot to do it in the game. And I was like, hey guys, I goofed. Those guys were supposed to have English accents. And all of my players were like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Go ahead, keep that in there. But if your DM pivots and retcons things and you're not having a good time, you definitely should talk to them because that can feel really crappy. And there's a fine balance to be woven here 
with DM and character pivot that allows you to keep the spirit of what's going on without ruining it for other people, right? Because let's say I'm a, a character and I have this really interesting backstory and my DM has written something cool later on and then all of a sudden I come to my DM and I say, hey, I don't want any of that. I'm gonna change to this now. I'm gonna change to a completely different backstory. And then the DM has to throw away all that extra work and you, if you don't give them the opportunity to communicate with you about that, that feels really bad for the DM. So it's really, really important to look both ways on this and try and find a even ground for you to be able to come to a, a like a, a good compromise because if you start going off the deep end one way or the other, it can cause a lot of resentment in those type of situations. So I really... Um, I really advocate for pivoting, but not pivoting to the point of problem. I guess that's probably the entirety of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey guys, I know this one was super short, and I know that our episodes recently have been kind of sporadically lengthed, but I just wanted to come in and make sure that you all knew that I, I'm there. there's no more surgery this week, so I'm fine. I'm safe. Everything's good. I'm recovered. I have to eat a lot of yogurt, but that's fine. So uh, I just want to let you guys know that I'm here. I'm trying to make podcasts for you. I want to make sure that I keep it on uh, as we go. And you're all wonderful. Seriously, I appreciate everyone who listens to these podcasts. It makes me feel so valued when I see those individual bits of downloads and I hear the, um, the response from them. So thank you so much for listening, guys. You're all so fantastic. Um, once again, sorry for the shortness of this one, but uh, yeah, didn't have a guest for this week, so that's okay. But uh, I hope you all have a wonderful day, and we will see you at our table again soon. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. The fact that you have made it here to the end means the world to us. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with your friends, or if you have the time, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts is a great way to show support. You can follow us on Twitter at A Journey's Rest, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash A Journey's Rest Podcast. If you have any questions for us to answer, you can send them in to journeysrestpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for sharing the precious pieces of your time with us, and we hope that the rest of your day is just as wonderful. See you again at our table soon.